divinely given invitation to pour out our fears and frustrations and sorrows and anger and just angst about a situation that none of us wanted to find ourselves in. And it helps us turn to God in that and let out those frustrations in a biblically God-honoring way. Welcome to the Four No Men podcast. What's going on? My name is Ryan, and today I'm going to be your guide with my friend John O'Brown through pregnancy, infant loss, and today specifically the idea of lament. There's a whole book called Lamentations in the Bible. Uh, David really loved lamenting. And if you've ever sat down and had like one of those ugly, ugly cries to God, that's what a lament is. Okay, it might be a little bit more structured than that, and today Jono's going to walk us through that. Jono and his wife Allison teach lament specifically at our couples retreats, and I can't wait for you to actually hear how to do it. Here you go. Well, let's talk. Let's talk high level. What is lament? Let's just say I'm just not like I'm not there. Like, what is what is a lament? What does that mean? Yeah, lament can have a bunch of different definitions. Technically, it's just a biblical way to grieve. So some other definitions that people have offered, lament talks to God about pain and has a unique purpose, and that is turning to God in trust. It's a divinely given invitation to pour out our fears and frustrations and sorrows and anger and just angst about a situation that none of us wanted to find ourselves in. And it helps us turn to God in that and let out those frustrations in a biblically God-honoring way, so, which can be a difficult thing to do in a tough time. Yeah, I think I think some people that we have had conversations with sit there and say, well, am I allowed to be mad at God? Am I allowed to question God? And to me, talk to me about David. I mean, that dude poured it out, right? I mean, that's, that's where a lot of this stuff comes from, right? Absolutely. You've done the research. I, I haven't. Like, that's why I'm asking you. You're yeah, the expert. Depending on how you label a psalm, they <laughs> sure. can say somewhere between 30 and 60% of the psalms are types of lament. You can have individual okay. laments. You can have community-wide laments. Okay. You can have nationwide laments. Gotcha. And so Psalm 13 is one that I think is a great example to use because it's a short, concise. It follows kind of the four major steps of a lament that you can go to. But yeah, David wrote lots of laments. They're all through the Psalms. There's a whole book, Lamentations. Job has a bunch of laments in it. There are examples of it throughout the Bible. They're just not always preached upon. You mean to tell me that the book of Lamentations is all about lament? Spoiler. Dang. I got to read my Bible more. No, I'm just kidding. But So to me, uh, I think it's healthy because lamenting is healthy because some people... Say, well, I'm not allowed to really cry out. I'm not allowed to question. I'm not allowed to um, be frustrated, God. I know that in my season of grief, I have definitely done those things. Yeah. I have been at a place where I was mad, mm-hmm. angry. And to me, it sounds like lamenting is just a way to get those things out kind of on paper, out of out of your heart, onto paper. And so maybe you and the Lord can work through it, right? Absolutely. I think a good way to look at it is that it enables us to bring into our conversation with God feelings and thoughts that most of us think we have to get rid of before we come to God. Mm. I think oftentimes it's like, okay, once I get in the right headspace and then once I calm down and I'm not as angry, now I can bring some stuff to God, but I got to clean it up first. And lament gives a safe and biblically sound approach of how we can bring all those frustrations without having to tidy them up and make them look more clean, we can just bring them directly to God. Love that. That's awesome. Because I think, you know, for us specifically, we wanted to include God in our grief journey. Yeah. We didn't want to turn away. 
But like we can read all day long, mm-hmm. but at some point you got to do the work. Right. And so to me, what you're saying is lamenting is a little bit of doing that work. Right. It forces you to actually not just have a nebulous idea of I'm just angry at everything, but to put pen to paper or you could just do a mental version if you wanted to, but actually work through those thoughts, work through those emotions and not have to hold any punches. You can put it Mm. down as bluntly and honestly as you see fit and take it straight to God. And there's nothing wrong with that. All right. So how do I do it? Like what walk me through like what? How am I going to be as good as David at capturing the heart of God? I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean? But like, like what is how, how would that work? What, walk, walk me through it. Yeah, I'd love for you to be as good as David, but we're probably <laughs> not going to get there today. But I'd say the four main elements of a lament are, number one, address God directly. Number two, bring your complaints. Number three, ask boldly for help. And number four, choose to trust God. Mm. So you want to start with, Addressing God directly. This gives less of a shouting into the void, Mm. angst, just about general anger, sadness, oppression, life's not fair, however you want to view things. This is taking it to God and saying, I can yell into the void all day long, but bringing it to you actually has a chance of making a difference and I'm sharing my thoughts and hurts with Mm. you directly. Yeah, I love that. Because it's easy. You can complain to your friends. You can complain (laughs) to your spouse. You can just be mad. But when you choose to put your pain in God's hands and address him with what's happening, then you can express what's on your heart and actually start to make some positive steps forward, which doesn't always happen when you're just talking about how terrible life is with your buddies when you're having a really difficult time one day or several weeks or several months. So what you're saying is like on that point, it's it's moving it from the conceptual kind of to the actual, right? So like I can just brew and brew and brew in my in my anger and my frustration, but you're saying starting this path of like actually creates a, an outlet for mm-hmm. you to actually talk to the one who can do something about it. Exactly. Yeah. Because otherwise you are just kind of shouting into the void and right. there's nothing receiving that other than just an emptiness. And we've all had those days where we complain to everyone who will listen to us and we don't really feel that much better afterwards. <laughs> yeah. But bringing it That's straight so to God, I'd say try this out at the end of this podcast or pause it right now and just do it right now if you just don't worry about the next three pieces. <laughs> Yeah. But going on to the second one, bring your complaints. Mm. So every lament features different kinds of complaints. So in this one, it could be something like Psalm 88, 3 and 4 says, I am overwhelmed with troubles. My life draws near to death. I am counted among those who go down to the pit. I am like one without strength. This is the psalmist just saying, I don't have anything left. I'm completely poured out. You know, I feel like my life is about to end. And I'm bringing that complaint directly to God. And again, you're articulating the problem Mm. specifically that you're dealing with. Don't clean this up. Don't Mm. try to write it poetically. You can use metaphors if that comes naturally to you, but you don't need to try too hard to make this into a great piece of literature. People aren't going to be reading your laments like they read the Psalms. Just getting things on paper, as with anything, journaling, you know, writing things at the end of the day, making lists. There's a therapeutic effect just to getting that written out. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And sometimes it kind of moves it from like, I mean, this is doing the work, right? That's what mm-hmm. this is. This is doing the work in grief. And to me, it's, it's what you said earlier was so true, which is like, I can sit there and I can talk to all my buddies about the problem. But until I actually talk to God about how to actually solve the problem or, or maybe not solve the problem. Like if you lose a child, he's not going to solve the problem by bringing a child back. But 
it could be a situation where he solves my heart issue. Mm-hmm. And my heart issue is pain, agony, despair, and really could be anger, frustration, and ticked offness at God. Right. Right. So to me, it's like that's a really good place to say, God, I'm mad at you. Mm-hmm. We got some we got some work to do. Um, but it's I I kinda liken it to like, you know, we both we both have we have younger girls and it's like if you tell one of them to not do something, they get mad. They could get mad at you. Yes. And they could be super frustrated at you. But that doesn't change the fact that I don't love them that that right. moment at yeah. that time. They could be doing something just total crazy at that moment and yelling at them to have them stop. But that doesn't mean I love them any less. Mm-hmm. And as a as a parent myself, like that has helped me understand what that looks like for me and God. Right. right? So like I... I can sit there and say, oh, I understand that you didn't cause this pain, but at the same respect, it sucks. And I'm, right. I'm not happy with it. You could have prevented it. Right. You know? Yeah. So. And he loves us how much more than we love our own daughters. Right. And so his ability to look down on us, anguishing, really going through the difficulties of grief, and he just wants to love us as well. And he wants us to bring him into that as much as we would want our kids, if they had something unfair and harmful mm-hmm. happen to them in their lives, we want them to bring mm-hmm. that to us. And even if it's an unfair situation and they were hard done by, that doesn't make us love them any less. Mm-hmm. It almost makes them us love them more because yeah, they need our yeah. love in that time more than they would need it when the things are going well. Yeah, that's so true. All right, what's the next one? So step three is ask boldly for help because okay. seeking God's help while in pain is an act of faith. This is saying, even when I do not feel it, even when I don't believe this is true or I'm not sure it could be true, I'm still bringing it before you and I'm asking for something that I'm not sure is possible. That's like right there. If you like hit the rewind button for 30 seconds and just what Jono just said is so true. It's it's so important too to kind of go through that. I remember we, we tell the story of my, my senior pastor meeting us off the elevator and uh, over time, he said, Ryan, you're going to be a guy who wants to walk around the valley instead mm-hmm. of through the valley. And that's that's incredibly important to just be able to ask those bold things. Right. And if I may, some of the bold things that we want to ask for are not like to me, it's not like, I, I, Lord, I want a house, you know, or mm-hmm. I want like you feel like there's bold things. No, like, Lord, I want to I want to be able to heal through the season. I want to be able to build intimacy with my wife. Mm-hmm. Lord, I want to be there for her and build a marriage that is so sound on you. Those things are like intangible. Right. And to me, those level of bold prayers are really, really powerful when you can ask them. Yeah. And as your grief journey progresses, those bold questions or bold asks are going to change. Mm. Because if this is a fresh loss... It might be my bold ask is I have to go back to work next week mm. and I'm not sure how I'm going to make it through 40 hours of doing whatever my job is. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm going to be able to do it, but bills still come in and I got to mm-hmm. go to work regardless of whether I feel like I'm going to be up for that or not. Mm-hmm. And then a few months down the road, it might be I want my relationship with my spouse to resemble what it did before our loss mm-hmm. or before all of our losses if you've had multiple losses. Mm-hmm. But I don't see a path forward where we could ever recapture what we had before we had gone through everything. And so it invites us just to dare in the hope of God's promises. And it almost challenges God to be true to the things that he says in his word mm. that he is for us. Because mm-hmm. if you don't believe him and you say, God, I 
know you say that you can work all things for the good of those who believe in you, but I don't see how that could possibly be true in my circumstance. Mm -hmm. But I'm asking you to make that true for me. Mm -hmm. Very similar to the, I want to believe, please help my unbelief mm -hmm. type statement. So what's, what's the last one? So step four is choose to trust God. This is the destination for all of our laments and all roads need to lead to this final conclusion. So Psalm 42, five and six says, I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my savior and my God. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I will remember you. So the importance of yet or but in these statements, you can reiterate all your frustrations, mm -hmm. your lack of trust, your anger, your apathy, whatever it might be. And then you use yet or but to pivot all of that difficulty that you're dealing mm -hmm. with back towards a reaffirmation of your faith that God will be who he says he is. So you're basically bringing it full circle. For full circle. All you address God okay. all the way back to reaffirming your faith in God. Okay. So let's say I, I want to grab a journal tonight. I, I want to sit down. I want to actually write a lament. What does that look like? Yeah, I'd say Psalm 13 is a great okay. example. You can write Psalm 13 at the top of the paper, pull it up on your phone or in your Bible, and then write out step one, address, address God directly. Mm. Step two, bring your complaints. Step three, ask boldly for help. Step four, choose to trust God. Love it. And then out next to them, fill it in to whatever is going on in your life. This doesn't have to be specific to grief. It can be any situation that you are struggling with, being angry at God, having difficulties with your faith and whatever realm of life might be thrown at you. I love that. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to put these in the show notes, but it, show notes, but it's address God directly, bring your complaints, ask boldly for help and choose to trust God. So, and then also in that, it's kind of like, this is you speaking to God. This is like, if you're writing this, this is you saying, dear God, yeah, fill in the blank. Right. And, and, and getting after it. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is something that, you are welcome to share with other people, but like my wife Allison had gotten a journal that had a lament section in it right after our loss that mm. I did not even know she had filled in, like almost a Mad Lib style, you know, God, I am feeling blank. And huh. she filled it all in and I didn't read that until multiple years afterwards because wow. she had never told me that this was part of it until we added this section into some of the retreat. Wow. And then she let me read it years after the fact. So you are welcome to share it with people. If this is just between you and God, that is fine. You can write it, read it to yourself, and light it on fire if you don't want ever, <laughs> anyone to ever see it again. But I'd encourage right. you, hang on to these. Because sure. just like when you write down prayer requests months down the road, you look at them, you see how God has been faithful. Being able to revisit these weeks, months, years down the road can be helpful to see where God has held up his end of the bargain. So let's pivot for just two seconds, maybe a little bit longer. But like when it comes to things like lament, so this is a deeply personal thing that you are encouraging people to go through, right? So this yes. is a deeply personal uh, pain point that you are you are taking this deep pain and you are sharing it with the one who mm -hmm. can hopefully heal you and stuff like that. How hard is that to share that with your spouse? Yeah, not easy. Okay. And that is usually something you're going to want to have some space or some time between the time that you write it and the time that you share it. Okay. So some people are going to be more open to this. And of course, if they want to write it and immediately take it to their spouse, but it might be too raw for a long period afterwards. And that's fine. No one is saying you need to share this. You don't need to post it on the internet or on social media. <laughs> right. It is fine if it stays in a journal for years and then yeah. down the road, you pull it back out and then show your spouse, look, this is what I wrote. 
two weeks after the loss, six mm -hmm. months after the loss, 18 months after the loss, whatever it might have been. So this is you work. This yes. is not like a social media fodder. <laughs> no, this is not something you're going for likes. You can certainly write one with your spouse. If you say, hey, mm -hmm. we are having difficulty reconnecting after our loss because we mm -hmm. grieve differently. And there are certainly communication issues that we talk about at the retreat that can help or hinder that relationship. Mm -hmm. And if you say, hey, let's sit down together and let's write the things that we are both struggling with as a couple and write a lament about our relationship. You can take it that direction as well if you like. There's a lot there for us to unpack. And I'm gonna put a lot of these things in the show notes that we talk about in terms of how to actually do a lament. Um, but really, it's one of those things where I wanna, I wanna encourage people uh, to actually do the work. You know, we are, we're two guys ourselves that have done deep work and we want to heal through this pain and through this process. And so we wanna encourage you, if you are going um, through a pregnancy loss mm -hmm. or you have lost a child or you're actually going through a loss of any kind, the one who can fix this is not myself or Jono or your spouse or your mother-in-law or even your pastor. Right. It's God, period. End of story. Um, I would encourage you to, frankly, not turn to anything else. Right. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. The other things aren't going to satisfy that yeah. or allow you to heal the way that you need to heal. Yeah. And you and I have spent a lot of time with a lot of people um, kind of doing doing some really hard work. As a matter of fact, I think our last couples retreat, we were we were sitting there. I remember one of the one of the ladies. She said, "Oh." here's my lament like she had just written one didn't she or something like mm -hmm. that and then we we lead, you you and allison led her through a session to kind of do that and i hope that it changed and i hope it, it is is this like a one-time thing or do we have to keep doing this over and over yeah i'd say if you only have one emotion that you need to bring to god to heal from then maybe it's a one-time thing okay. but this is probably going to be multiple things that right. change as time progresses and as the place in your grief journey changes as well Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate you being here. Is there anything else that we haven't covered pertaining to lament that, that we need to drop on people today? I'd say if we want to end on a quote by Tim Keller that kind of mm. explains how Christianity yes. maybe, maybe approaches suffering and pain differently. This is from a great book that I'd recommend to anyone walking with God through pain and suffering mm -hmm. by Tim Keller. And the quote is that Christianity teaches that contra fatalism, suffering is overwhelming. Contra Buddhism, suffering is real. Contra karma, that suffering is unfair. Contra secularism, that suffering is meaningful. There is a purpose to it. And if faced rightly, it can drive us like a nail deep into the love of God and into more stability and spiritual power than you can imagine. So this episode is a very practical episode. Lament. You're going to have to spend some time here. I remember my pastor sitting there saying, man, you're going to have to go through the valley, not around it, through the valley of the shadow of death. And lament seems to be the first place for you to spend a great deal of time pouring your heart out to the Lord and saying, God, help me, please help me here. And the four kind of the four thought framework there that he shared is addressing God directly, bringing your complaints, asking boldly for help and choosing to trust God again, coming full circle. So I'll put those in the show notes for you. I want to thank John O'Brown as my guest today. He is awesome. And I want to thank you for being here as well. If you need help, we are here for you. You can text 4MEN, 4MEN, to 719-626-8486, and we can connect and help you in this pregnancy loss journey. We really hope this has been helpful for you. Spend some time with the Lord. Pray, lament. God bless.